is our house. Welcome. This is episode 102. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? Hey, what's up, guys? We are back with a, our old home opener game. We, I know we have a lot to talk about uh, about this game. We had a, it, it was really fun. We also uh, celebrated David's son's youngest son's birthday, Andrew. David? Yep. You want to tell he us turned about four year, he, he turned four years old, but real quick, can we talk about how hard it was for you to say 102? Yeah, because like, I was going to say 102, <laughs> and then in I the know. middle of my brain, my brain was like, it's 100, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, so it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny, I wanted to give you a hard time. So, yes, indeed, I was going to give some dignity and not bring it up, but fuck. No, <laughs> oh, Lewis, no, that's you're me. giving me dignity? You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen because I've seen your balls in your ears picks. <laughs> I'm having heart palpitations with that <laughs> one. bullshit right there. <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I oh, want to get man. this episode started off on the right foot. I, I got to get, oh I gotta get uh, Bobby like prepped for what's, good, what's to come in the episode. Yeah, you got to say outlandish shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm trying to get out of you, Outlanders. Go on, David. Go on, David. So, so I, I, I inserted, I inserted a rule for all of us uh, later in the show, um, but I'm glad that we're starting off with outlandish, outlandishness. Uh, so we indeed we tailgated at the game um, right outside the uh, the prison yard, as it's uh, been been uh, called now. Describe. Um, Described indeed for for my youngest son Andrew's fourth birthday. He turned four. Uh, we got a seat visit by Cosmo. He was nice enough to come and uh, and say hello. We were super stoked about that. Um, we want to thank people that uh, we ran into in this, you know, outside the stadium. Uh, I know Leslie came by. Uh, yeah. Leslie from Twitter. Everybody really knows. Everybody should know her. Um, Ed and Carlos from Riot Squad came by. Uh, we went over to, to say what's up to people at the Riot Squad. Gilberto came, uh, Gilberto, and uh, and and the uh, News Across the Galaxy guys, the 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 Nag Boys, as I believe they call themselves. Uh, we went over and oh, got beer from them, and 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 uh, Lewis got a Jack and Coke, right? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> made from Bobby, by the way. I, it wasn't yeah, that I helped know. myself. Bobby made it for me. It was uh, hard and, and strong, it was exquisite. Baby, hard and strong. <laughs> exquisite. So it thank you, exquisite. thank you to everyone. First of all, for coming by, saying hi, uh, taking a sticker, even though we were shoving it down people's people's <laughs> faces. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the nag to the nag guys, thanks for the beer. That was awesome, and uh, and of course our friends that we love over at the Riot Squad. Um, so guys, let's. That was before the game. That was all before the game. We made salchichas. Uh, we had hamburgers and. Uh, and beer and I, I, had a, I had a quesadilla that turned into a tostada. That's right, a, a tos, tostadita, tostadilla. Tostadilla. I had to go take pictures of Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday. It was about him, Louis. It was about, right, it was about Andrew. He's turning four. He had a party um, the day before. Don't, don't be greedy. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't there. I wasn't. That's right. Um, Lewis, that's right. You weren't there. Lewis showed up to both of them. Yeah. So oh, I'll make sure me. I tell well, him. Well, he's, he's the Godfather. Uncle Bobby. As the Godfather, Godfather I feel like Uncle Bobby, totally different role. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, little known fact to all of our Twitter friends, um, uh, uh, Lewis, as he said, he's the Godfather of Andrew, uh, and he is not allowed to deny any requests at the home opener. So if you made requests of Lewis. You will get those fulfilled. If not, you missed out on your chance. Totally missed out. I didn't even know that was happening. <laughs> so, guys, but more importantly, and more importantly, what this podcast is about is the LA Galaxy had their home opener. Yeah, we only at least we only wasted two minutes. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> uh, so, guys, the, the Galaxy come into their home opener with very, very little room for error. Uh, fans still had that bad taste in their mouths from 2017. Uh, their new neighbors uh, secured a victory earlier in the day, and there was a big crowd on hand, so they had to get things perfectly right, and they got the job done. They secured a 2-1 victory, scoring two goals in quick succession. Um, so here's, here's the part where I'm going to lay out some rules for you guys, okay? I, wanna, I'm, I, I know this is a sensitive subject, and I know this has been the, the 
cause of, of a lot of debates, not only within the three of us, but outside of outside of things, uh, outside of our podcast with other people as well. Um, hashtag coal miners. <laughs> I want to I want to try to avoid making these big sweeping season long statements about things. OK, I want to try to stay within the perspective. I want to try to only uh, uh Talk about the evidence that we have right in front of us right now. So if Lewis says something, <laughs> so if Lewis says something along the lines of, and 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 of course this is this is more a role for me. But if Lewis says something along the lines of best left back ever, or best left back in the league, what he you know what he means is based on what he what he knows right now in in just the sample size that he has. If I'm gonna go in and say somebody's trash, I mean just in the in the amount of time that I'm giving him. Just like last week when I talked about Siani, you know, we have we have some 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 data to to to, to build that against. Anyway, I just want to put that disclaimer out there right now. Let's try to avoid these all sweeping I, all, things. All, all, Having all said know. that, we're gonna all. win MLS Cup. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> you beat me to that. it. The person, the person that's gonna have the the worst time with this is going to be you. Which is why I'm saying it so you guys can try to keep me honest. No, you're gonna, uh, you're so gonna guys, break it and just gonna continue. I always try to know, keep you I, honest. Uh, the the team the team itself. Let's talk about the team. They're still taking shape. Um, a lot of people were, a lot of people were saying they're they're this they're that they they were good they were bad they weren't so good. The, the team doesn't know what they're doing yet. They're, 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 they don't know who they are. They're still trying to take shape. It's game one of a very long season. Um, but they got their win in their home opener, so that's a good step for building confidence moving forward. Siggy said that they were, um, they were tired of playing meaningless games. They wanted to actually get the season started. They wanted to to show what they got and I think um, I think they did just that I think that they came out and um, and showed what this team is perfectly capable of um, it, it's a complete contrast from what we saw in the uh, in the opener last season where uh, we had Dallas who we at the time thought uh, was going to just run over um, everybody that they played and uh, you know uh, didn't quite run us off the field, but you knew that they were the uh, superior team. Uh, this time around, uh, with uh, with the additions that we got, we, we knew that we would at the very least be competitive. Um, I, I think we all had them winning the game. I think we were probably um, seeing with our hearts a little bit more than with our brains, but um, I don't think it was very outlandish to, to believe that the Galaxy could have came away with a, with a good result here. Uh, a 2-1 to scoreline is obviously respectable. A 4- or 5-1 to scoreline would have been phenomenal. And that scoreline was not off the cards. <clears throat> Lots of missed opportunities for the Galaxy. And we saw that all uh, or a lot during the preseason. We said, look, you miss your chances now. Get that fixed so when the regular season starts, those opportunities are going in the back of the net. Well, it looks like they still have some kinks in there because there were a couple sitters, a couple uh, of, of wasted opportunities that could have put this game um, well out of reach. They, they could have cruised and coasted the last half hour, and instead it allowed Portland to get back into the game and uh, made it competitive pretty much to the final whistle Um it showed character that they were able to hold on. It showed a lot of grit, and it showed. And I think that actually um, may be a little beneficial uh, to the team um, as far as uh, coming together for each other and having to scrap to the very end. But it's a situation that they probably should not have been in. This game should have been over um, at least uh, twenty minutes into the second half. Yeah, but but they got their goals from the guys you want. Them getting the you know you want scoring. They got a goal from Ola Kamara. They got a goal from Alessandrini, um, and I think that there's pretty much a consensus on the players who ha- who were good, uh, the players that were good in this game. Uh, Emma Boateng, Alessandrini, Ola Kamara, Perry Kitchen. Everybody's in love with. I think Jonah Dos Santos had a really good game despite 
two bad chances, two bad passes that led to Portland chances. Uh, I still think he had a good game. Uh, Cole, solid. Uh, Legette, when he came in, was just mind-blowingly better than uh, the guy he replaced. Um, and uh, Pontius, I think, came in. He, he did pretty well, too. Uh, for me personally, um, with th- there's two players that uh, that I leave out of this. Uh, for the most part, from what I saw from the team, from individual players, I think I would have given every player on the field either an A or a B. Uh, the two exceptions are Felcher, uh, who I would give a D plus. And I, I, I thought he was okay. I thought Felcher was okay. He I wasn't think... great, but he wasn't bad either. Like, I thought Jorgen Shelvick was okay, and I thought Bingham was okay. He shouldn't have let that that ball go through his legs. But I, I agree you know, that uh, the, the goal probably, uh, he, he could have done better, but there were also a couple big saves that actually kept the Galaxy um, uh, either level or uh, or ahead. I, I know that there was a, the, that opportunity where Jonah gave the ball away in a very bad position. I think Bingham was the one who made the save. Uh, to keep the Galaxy level at zero. And then toward the end of the game, there was a very dangerous free kick right in the middle of uh, the top of the penalty area. And um, I forgot who took the shot, but it, it, it was a rocket, and Bingham was able to uh, to parry that away uh, to preserve the victory. He, that goes in. I think the, the scoreline would, would have remained 2-2. Two to two. Um, So I think overall I would have given Bingham the B. Uh, Shelvick um, didn't necessarily stand out the way Van Dam did uh, when he... Uh, debuted but also solid uh himself uh felcher um the guy is slow you can't improve on that you can't teach speed uh you can't work on it he's just that that's what you're gonna have to deal with and eventually i think um other teams are just gonna really uh make him pay for it um he was caught out of position a lot um i think that uh he made some very um i mean we saw in the preseason as well where he would give the ball away um, you know, bad passes. I'm not just not in sync with uh, Allison Drini or anybody up in the midfield. Um, he had the assist, um, which okay, yeah, that, that's fine. I, I just feel that um, he should be better on the defensive end. Uh, for that reason, uh, I, I just give him that D because he was beat a lot. Um, it didn't hurt him. Um, no, nothing came of it, but um, eventually. Um, Eventually, it will come back and bite them. To, to bite them uh, with uh, other teams that uh, that can exploit that, and of course, the elephant in the room, uh, Geo, who just gets that big F um, for okay. I mean several reasons. Uh, the, the guy, uh, people were talking that he was like a ghost, and I disagree. He wasn't a ghost. I was well aware he was in the game. Yeah. It wasn't a good thing. It was not a good thing what I was seeing, and. Um, I would much rather have him be like, "Hey, is Geo playing?" than the shit that he pulled in this game. Yeah, it's it's baffling to me that uh, he wanted so badly to play with uh, his brother Jonathan, and they have the worst chemistry I've ever seen. Yeah, there's no chemistry in here. I mean, he had the he had the one he had the one chance on on goal. What in the first five minutes of the game? I'm not sure, but it was really early on. And that was yeah. oh, it, oh yeah yeah it was the it was pretty much after the kickoff and then he uh, at least from our from where we were sitting there was uh, it looked like he got around two defenders and took a shot that um, that, that the goalie had Leeson, to make save on save, that was, yeah yeah and yeah, that was, a good was save, pretty too. much it yeah yeah that yeah. was yeah that was, much that was it. it other than him ruining plays um, other than him not being able to make basic shots on goal for that level of professional player um basic shots on goal i mean he couldn't even get he couldn't that's I, what I'm I saying, feel like in some in some cases he couldn't even turn to make a move to get a shot on goal he couldn't oh, that's make how I, that's, pa- simple passes to me that's his style to me that's his style for that i've been watching for over a year where he just gets the ball and he just starts hat dancing around it not knowing what to do ooh and then, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, this was, I know I mean, see it that way. I'm Latino. Ooh. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy missed, you know, two. I don't want to say open netters, but there are two shots that should have landed at the back of the net. I think if anybody else takes those shots, For that pay grade, man. Yes. 
Well, I mean, no, forget the pay grade. If you're a <laughs> professional footballer, that ball needs to land in the back of well, the yeah. net. Um, I, now, I will get back grade. to Emma because he's not off the hook here. I will come back to him. But for a guy that's supposed to be the best player on the team, the guy who is getting paid the most money, the guy that the star. is supposed to be the star <laughs> and all of last season was, the, was supposed to be the face of the franchise and the reason why you should be coming out and seeing the games. He was on you the saw this guy absolutely lost and he he missed two sitters that he uh put into the stands well high up into the stands with nobody around him he made poor decisions uh simple passes that you know where other players were making um really good runs that he could have hit there were at least three of them and he just held the ball held the ball and allowed the defense to come back killed the attack right there for a guy who's supposed to be a, you know, not quite your playmaker, but a guy who, you know, for a, for uh, the type of player he is, you're supposed to make other people better. That's not the type of player he is. And it showed right there. Um, I think there was even one play, uh, and, and Bobby and I were, were kind of discussing this and kind of joked about it. Um, there was a play <laughs> where there was, um, there was a breakaway, um, and uh, Jonah was leading the attack, and he had... I believe it was Legette on the right, but he was covered. No, he and couldn't have had Legette. Gio... He, he couldn't have had Le- oh, no, no, no. He couldn't have had Legette because Legette oh, no, came no, in yeah, for you're Gio. right, you're right, you're right. Okay, so it had to be Pontius then. So he had Pontius on the right, and then Gio on the left. Gio was not covered, and all he had to do was split the defense, and, and Gio makes that run. I mean, he has, a, he has a, uh, a clear shot on goal, or at least a clear path to the goal. And Jonah looked up, and he saw him. And he was like, nah. And they just kind of pulled back. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I would like to believe that even his brother was like, yeah, I'm not giving him the ball. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> there is absolutely no point in that. So I want to I be the fly on the wall at the next, like, Dos Santos family uh, dinner um, where, where, like, Gio gets up to go to the bathroom and then Jonah starts telling Papa Dos Santos about – how bad how bad Geo is and how he needs to get him out of the team out of the galaxy, um, because he's he's he really is ruining Jonathan's chances at going to the World Cup uh, for Mexico. Um, he, he like I said, the guys have no they have no chemistry together. Like it's like they don't even know who each other are. Yeah, the fact that they're brothers is crazy. Yeah, and we no, talked crazy. about this in a previous episode that it's so unfortunate that the shit that is being uh, flung at Geo is landing on Jonathan, and it shouldn't be the case. You know, I know that they share a last name. I know that they go hand in hand because they're family, but these are two very different players with two very different roles on the team and two players that are performing very differently. Uh, Jonathan I mean, Dos Santos, uh, those those two mistakes uh, within the first ten maybe 15 minutes of the game that allowed uh, two Portland, uh, you know, chances. Um, with the exception of those, I think Jonathan had a really good, solid he game. I thought solid. he was reading yeah. the, the, the game very well. I thought he was tracking back and, and leading the attack uh, when, when he had the ball. Uh, I'm actually very, uh, and we talked about how the pairing of, of him and Kitchen, it allows Jonathan to go up like that. And um, I'm very happy with what Jonathan has given us so far uh, in the preseason and even in game number one. I, I was uh, I'm very um, I'm very encouraged from what I saw. Um, so well, I, I mean, think about am- think think about think about the the two stats that came out of this game. Jonathan Dos Santos uh, had the most completed passes uh, of any player on the on the 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 Galaxy, and Giovanni Dos Santos at halftime had less touches than both the keepers. That's an unbelievable stat. That's unbelievable crazy. stat. That just You're, goes to show you how, how polar opposite type of players these guys are. Yeah, and, and if and Jonathan doesn't the World Cup because of his brother, I mean, that is, that's criminal. That's absolutely criminal. There's no reason why that should happen. And, and you know, if this is Papo Dos Santos is doing, I mean, the, the, the guy is obviously um, handy. Are we the only one? Are we the only ones calling him Papa Dos Santos, or do other people? I don't think do? so. No, I'm, I'm no, sure. I think other people do. Every time, every time we say Papa Dos Santos, I, just, I see kind of like a, I don't know, like a Santa Claus kind of looking. 
It's more like the Grinch. Yeah. He was he, he was he was reportedly very unhappy when Siggy subbed Gio out in the 70th minute for Sebastian Legette. But well, sure. bef- and, and even in like probably half an hour before uh, he got subbed out, I think I tweeted about imagine how good this team is going to be when there's 11 players on the field and <laughs> and when when Legette comes in and and replaces Gio. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, you, it really is a, a night and day situation. I mean, there's no doubt about it that your your offense and even your defense is going to improve if you were to substitute Legit for Gio in that starting eleven. I don't think Absolutely. anyone's going to argue that. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I had tweeted ironically because we were both tweeting the game at the same time. I had put, you know, if, if Siggy had any sort of soul, he would take Gio out and put Legit in. And what I meant to say by that is, you know. What, like the the metaphor of selling your soul is like you know this is the right thing to do, but you're not going to do it because someone's paying you not to do it. Mm-hmm. So we know exactly where you know th- that's pretty much what the metaphor is, and everyone should know exactly what I'm talking about. When it happened, I think it caught a lot of people off guard, and I think this is a really huge talking point, and it's it's a really huge event that happened in game number one. This is not yeah. like halfway into the season. This is not after the World Cup. This was in game number one. Siggy basically made a statement that said, if you're not doing your job, I don't care who you are, you're out. And I well, think I, that that was a, 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 just a huge statement in the first game that Siggy has complete control of this team and nobody is above anybody else. Um, yeah, well, I hope that continues. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so hopeful that it does. Um, but let's see. I mean, I you know, in in in, in a perfect world, uh, the the NYCFC game will start without them. <laughs> right, and and, and 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 this is this <laughs> is what I'm going to ask you guys because, uh, granted that I was happy that I mean it was it was the perfect substitution too. Um, Siggy, by the way, has come up roses in in most, if not all, of his decisions that he has made since he has taken over this team. Uh, or at least at the beginning of the season after the 2017 yeah, season, yeah, yeah, from was, from the yeah. players that he's brought in to the the way he uh, he made Cole captain, letting the players decide, the way that uh, this locker room has apparently um, come together, and they actually have a team that is looking out for each other. And then you come into this game, and um, the three substitutions. Oh well, the, the injury notwithstanding, but the first substitution you make is the correct one in pulling Gio out and putting Legette in, and then your final substitution, because you could have easily put uh, Legette uh, in. No, Pontius, Pontius came in first. Right, but that was because of the injury. Right. So he had to make that. He had to make that. His hand was forced mm-hmm. there. So uh, the, the first decision that he actually had to make was um, taking Gio out, and he could have easily taken Emma off, which would have been uh, an absolute... Um, t- uh, it would have been... An, such a mistake, to, uh, but that was an easy thing to do, as Anolfo did all of last season and Siggy did <clears> toward <throat> the end of the season. But he took off the worst player, and then at the toward uh, the end of the game, when you're trying to kill off the game, you took off Emma, you bring in Carrasco. That was the exact substitution that you're supposed to make in that situation. You kill yeah, the game good. off, and they and they ended up winning the game. It's, it's good question, game management. Beautiful management, and you got to give Siggy a lot of credit here. I mean, that guy has just earned so much more respect for me in this one game alone. But let me ask you guys this. Obviously, we know that this should happen. I don't think there's too many people out there that's going to disagree here that Legit should be the starter from now on and Gio should be on the bench. My question is, do you actually think Siggy has the balls to do that at some point during the season? Some point during the season? Maybe, but that all depends if Gio continues to perform poorly. But maybe, here, but that's not anytime soon. I don't think so. Here's I wanted thing. to start next game, but yeah. Here, here's the thing that that term you use, Lewis, the balls to do it. I keep hearing this term uh, describing being described as Siggy. Oh, Siggy had the balls to take Gio De Santos out. The ball, you know, oh, the balls on Siggy to do this bullshit. Siggy should have taken him out at the half because he was wholly ineffective at the half, and you knew that. And if you wanted to give him, you wanted to give him until the end of the half to prove 
that he was going to turn it around. You don't give him, what did he come out, in the 70th minute? Yeah, yeah. That's very late. To me, balls would have been at the half. You tell him you're not coming back out from the locker room. You go sit up in the stands with your papa. I said that for Bobby. That's balls. That's balls. This this is this is a nothing show. This is a nothing. This is a nothing move. This is a um, because you can explain this away. You can explain a seventy-minute substitution. It's still a softball. Exactly. It's a very soft. So I think that if you want to double, if Siggy wants to double down and show he means business, you don't play him in, in NYC. As a matter of fact, you don't even take him to New York. But that's so, so never going to happen because that is the marquee game this mm-hmm. this week, New York mm-hmm. and LA. And it's not going to happen, yeah, because of yeah, that. So, so, so here's the thing. I agree with you that, um, that he probably should have been subbed off at the half. I mean, it, truth be told, he probably should not have started, period. But um, he did bring him on late, or he did bring Legit on late. Um, if if I give him the benefit of the doubt and say, "Look, you start the second half, but I'm still going to be your, you're still going to be my first sub," should you not be performing, he probably should have been subbed off at the very latest, the 60th minute, um, because by then he would have already have uh, missed his uh, his sitter, and I think he had at least one of his maybe three breakaways. Um, where he, all he had to do was beat one defender and then the keeper. Um, and he really had blown one of those at that time. And I figured at that point, he probably should have been taken off. I think that's actually when I had tweeted, if he had a soul, he would be t- uh, taken off. Um, so I do agree that he did it late. But the fact that he did it, I think it is a big deal. I Because you never saw this last season. You never, ever saw this because it was still controlled. Because you didn't the, the, have... You didn't have anyone to bring him on. You had Ari Lasseter. You had BJ uh, the fourth. You okay, had. But, but at the point where we were, when Siggy took over the team, he knew he knew that the playoffs were out of the picture. Within a mm-hmm. month of his tenure, he knew that this team had no chance of making the playoffs. Whether he would admit it or not is a different story. At that point, if Gio is garbage, then you're making a then you're making a statement of there saying, you know what, I'm just going to play this kid. Well, what the fuck do I have to lose? We're already going that direction. If this wakes Gio up, then, you know, I, I have everything to gain at that point. If he knows that going into next season, his starting role is not guaranteed, you make that statement back then. There was no way he was making that statement back then. Because at that time, it still wasn't his team. This was still was Klein's he- team. Mm-hmm. This was still a team that was controlled by Klein, and all the, uh, the field decisions were still under Klein's regime. Now, Siggy has told us, this is my team. And no one is going to tell me who to put on or off the field. And I think, and again, this is why I ask, if he is able to, at least for one game, say, dude, you're off the starting 11. Even if you're saying to yourself, you know what, I'm going to take you off because you're not performing well, but we're going to tell the public that it's a quote-unquote injury, I'm still okay with it. The fact that he was benched and that he would know the truth is good enough for me. Because the guy has no business being on this team whatsoever. I mean, during those breakaways, when you know when when a team has a breakaway and you hear the stadium, you know they get all right up, riled up and excited, like, "Oh, here we go, here we go." Not once did I say, "Oh, here we go, here we go." Yeah. I, I I actually had, you know, that moment where like you know that 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 scene in the Mighty Ducks where like the coach gets excited. And I'm just like, "It's Spazway. He'll screw up." <laughs> <laughs> you fucking mighty dick you know and I'm just like I, there's no way I can get excited for, for him running at the at the defender with a one on one because I mean three times I think he had it one he had a bad like first or second touch which just gave the defender the ball the yeah. second one he uh, he couldn't even get around the defender he takes a shot from like a weird angle from way out the box and, and the shot doesn't even get past the defender it was it was so embarrassing to watch that this is your your marquee player, and and, and along with the two sitters that he missed, I mean it, it's just it's just baffling to me that he could even be on this team because even if you bench him, like putting him on as a sub, you, you're not improving the team. You're yeah, gonna make you it know, worse. Yeah. No, you're you're, you're increasing <laughs> the turnovers. To fuck up more. Yeah, you're increasing yeah. your turnovers. You're you're not you're not gonna hold possession of the ball. After that, I mean that's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean I would, what, what's I, he, as a coach, I would com- never bring him in. 
Yeah, but what do you do? What do you what do you do? He's locked in, Lewis. What do you do? He's locked in as a DP. He's our highest paid player. What it doesn't do you matter. Do? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, yeah, so the, the fact that he's a DP does not mean that he is guaranteed playing time. Okay. Except it's MLS. Except this is MLS, and it does absolutely guarantee yeah. it. Well, that's Bullshit. what I'm saying. And, and, and that's the problem. World. That's not. I mean, it's a problem with the league. It shouldn't be that way. If you made a bad investment, own it. Because that's all it is. Well, with they are owning it. You, They're putting it on the field. But with any... With no, but any, owning it by changing the mistakes. With any signing, regardless of who you sign, it could be this uh, a big name, it can be a no name, whatever it is. whatever Whoever player you signed, it's still a gamble. It can work out or it cannot. It, you could, The guy can be injured, uh, you know... Uh, Throughout the, the tenure for for a said team, or he can be healthy the whole way through. It's still a gamble. It's still an investment that you are putting in. This was a bad investment, and just because you made a bad investment, you don't just sit there and deal with it and hurt the team. You basically take your lumps, dude. If I have five million dollars sitting on the bench because it didn't work out, well, whose fault is that? It's not the coach. Yeah, you don't. The you coach don't, you is don't doing want... the correct things by saying, dude. This guy is yeah. hurting the team. He's hurting the chances uh, that, that that we're getting to win. He's off. He's off. So you this, guys well, need to is, fucking this, understand that you guys made a bad investment. The coaching this, this staff is, at the time told you that. You still denied it because we need our, uh, our jerseys to sell. We need that Mexican market that we've been dying to grab since 1996 yet have not been able to achieve yet. They didn't listen. Just own it. And I think with him, with Siggy taking him off, I think it's it's a step in the right direction. I really do. Maybe I am getting a little bit ahead of myself, and maybe I am wishful thinking at this point. But I seriously believe that that's actually a pretty bold statement to make in game number one of a season, and not when it it's toward the end of the season where you're eliminated from the playoffs and where it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's because you didn't you didn't let anyone say a word edgewise for a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Bobby, that's why I just I'm waited sorry. for you to end. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead and say your piece, Bob. I don't even. I, I, I apologize. Don't, you, you could no. You you literally have taken every word out of my mouth this whole show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, what am I going to say? The exact same thing you just said. Like fuck. Okay. You just you just okay. said it. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and transition from the worst of our team to one of the better uh, stars on our team. A rising star, Emma Boateng, had himself one hell of a game. Um, he created both chances um, that, that, that led to the, the two Galaxy goals. The guy put in a hell of a lot of work. He beat Powell pretty much all night. Um... He left to an ovation, a very well-deserved yeah. ovation, and I'm glad that the stadium noticed the the, the type of game that that Emma had because he's obviously yeah. not a big a star as the Dos Santos brothers or Kamara or Alessandrini. Um, he's one of those you know guys that I think now you can say he's one of those guys that's going to be able to run through a brick wall if you ask him to. Um, the guy had a phenomenal game. He was, for me, he was my man of the match. Um, and uh, I, I expect the same thing from him uh, week in, week out for the rest of the season. However, that being said, Emma, you're not off the hook here. You had two golden opportunities, again, to put this game away. And if you're a professional footballer, those chances need to land in the back of the net. At the very least, the very least... You need to make the goalie work, and he didn't even do that. He sent both those yeah. shots into orbit. Um, you know, th there is, there's really no difference between him missing it and Gio missing it, it's, except that Emma is not well, paid to score goals. There is there is a little bit of a difference. There is a, what I, I understand there is what a difference, I, cause, cause but, what, well, but, my point is, but what, my point is, if you're a professional footballer, those chances need to land on the back of the net. And... Um, yeah. You know, but those two shots, notwithstanding, I think Emma Boateng for me was the star of the game, and uh, one of the uh, one of those uh, forces on the offense that really gets that offense going and clicking and creating for everybody else. Um, and it's very evident that that uh, that job is no longer 
solely put on Alessandrini's shoulders? Yeah, so for me, Boateng is still kind of exactly the same Boateng that I've been seeing, except he's just getting much more refined. He's still, that's why you're still seeing him make those mistakes, because he's still not that, he's not as good as we need him to be yet, but he's still that, that's, that speedy sprinter. He's getting way better touch on the ball. Um, he's, he's, he's making a lot, a lot more smarter passes, but he, but we saw that last season as well, except, you know, we had a bad complete team that was unable to, 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 uh, to take advantage of those things. Um, but, um, basically to me, it's just, it's, it's the player that I saw from the beginning. It's just, he's being, he's just getting much more refined and better and much better on the pitch and understanding the entire language with, with, with his teammates. I think, see, for me, I think that, I, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Emma, Emma is uh, becoming the, the, you know, again, in the one game that we had, in the, in the, in the, the things that we see right now, um, he is, he is the, the, the focal point of the attack, it seems like, uh, especially in this game. And, and I think that he had, he just was matched up well against Powell. He, he torched him all night. Um, We'll see. We'll see how he does against other, uh, you know, uh, outside backs in in the league. But I think that if Emma had a better cross and a little bit better of a finishing touch, we'd probably be able to sell him to some European, like mid middling European team somewhere for uh, for some change. But he's still got. He's still, you know, he's he's getting better. He's getting he's there. He's not there he's yet. There. Yeah. yeah, his finishing obviously. Um, it's not there, but like I said, I don't think he's paid to score goals. He's not your, your. Uh, he wasn't the guy that that, that you're, that's going to uh, put you over the top. Uh, yeah, by, I mean, by, look, by, by he's not. Goals. He's not paid very much at all, which is why you forgive things like this. Which is why you go, well, you know, he's he's he brings something, and and he's not. He, he's not finishing. The reason why, the, see, the reason why we're forgiving of Emma missing chances like that, and we're not forgiving of Gio missing chances like that, is because Emma does other things. Right. Exactly. Gio doesn't. Exactly. Everything like else that he did, <laughs> everything else that Emma did um, last Sunday. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't ask any more of the guy. The guy was a war no, no. and the guy was uh, was phenomenal in that game. And it, it's very easily, uh, it, it's easy for me to forgive him. For missing those two, but at the same time, he, he's not obviously um, immune to criticism. You you gotta finish no, those. You no, have you to. Of, finish of course, those. of course. You, uh, I don't think any player is immune to, to to criticism. But again, when you have a guy who doesn't bring you anything else and doesn't make those and is being paid to to have that finishing touch. You know that's that's why it seems like we're piling on Geo here, and we're not piling on Emma. Um, Emma brings a lot of other things. If anybody listens to this show or has listened to this show, knows why we hate on Geo. I mean, we 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 say it time and time and time over again. It's not it's not just because we dislike a person. We just don't we dislike this player because he sucks and he cannot he cannot perform and he does nothing for nothing for us on the field. Well, the evidence is 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 just as clear as day. If you're not up, yeah. seeing this, if you're not seeing this, I, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I, I would love to have you on the pod. If you're still defending Gio, I would love to have you on the podcast, and I will take you to town. I swear to God, I will take you to town <laughs> because you have absolutely um, no case. Ask David. We had a we had a hell of a time last week. <laughs> well, but, I, I mean, it, it's just it, it, like. I won't even have to embarrass you. you. You'll do it yourself. <laughs> if you're still defending Geo, you're basically embarrassing yourself. Um, All right. Well, let's let's talk uh, yeah. about let's talk about another player who uh, was underperforming and was um, I don't know what what was the other thing you said, Lewis, about Geo. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but but for but in this game, he turned he turned things around. I'm talking about Michael Ciani. He was, <laughs> he was the one of the he was one of the biggest questions that we had on the back line, um, and I thought that Siggy did a fantastic job of matching him up against Adi because he owned that dude the entire night. That was the one thing I don't know if you guys remember last season 
when we played in Portland, Adi manhandled our back line and just destroyed us. Yeah, I mean, well, it was also a different team. It wasn't yeah, just, but, you know, that but, one. But, but, yes, but for nothing I, I else, see where you're going but from. for nothing okay, else, Siani fills that role, and he filled it perfectly. Like, that was the one. If, if that's the one thing that Siani does all season, he did a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that if he goes up against, a, a, you know, RSL or Dallas, he's going to get freaking torched all night long. He should. He has no business being in the lineup against oh, nine, teams with a no. speedy forward. I but, think that it was uh, uh, the, the biggest surprise of the night for me personally uh, was Siani. Um, the, the fact that he performed well. Uh, he started shaky. Um, he looked kind of unsure of himself in, in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. Um, made a couple uh, really bad decisions on the ball, you know, uh, passed a couple balls out of bounds, uh, gave the ball away. Uh, once he settled in, um, he, he, he did a lot better. In fact, he even got, he actually even dribbled the bar, the ball up so far up to the, as uh, to the penalty box. He drew a and penalty. He drew a penalty. It was a penalty. It wasn't <laughs> called, but it's a clear penalty. Um, which is another talking point, by the way. I mean, the fucking refereeing here was just uh, abysmal. I don't uh, know. I don't for, get too for, far me, into that. for me, this isn't a talking point because this is just, it's part for the course with MLS. This is, this is MLS. Right. This is MLS. But I mean, he, he drew a penalty. Um, he, he had a great game. Uh, I mean, it, it was really shocking. I, I knew that, uh, that Portland would be attacking Felcher and Siani's side. Um, and they did for the most part, uh, they, they actually did attack Cole here and there, but, um, but for the most, the most part, they, they put that right side to the test and, um, Siani passed, uh, the, the guy shut down Adi, the, the guy made a, uh, um, he won a foot race against Adi. I, I, I know you're saying, well, it's Fernando <laughs> Adi, but just think about what I just said. Siani won a foot race. That right <laughs> yeah, there should that's... have been enough. <laughs> That's and, that's commendable uh, for sure. He gets he he gets the uh, the for me he gets the man of match award for this game. <laughs> even though even though Boateng was phenomenal and he sh- and he truly deserves to be man of the match for this game. For me, Siani was the biggest surprise and the biggest um, sort of relief that I had. And so for me, he's my man of the match. Fair enough. I actually think uh, for what he did. Um, and uh, his part in stopping uh, an offense that had uh, Paredes and Valeri and Adi, um, I-, I thought he did uh, very well. Um, so, you know, I-, I don't completely disagree with your man of the match thing. Um, I-, I can see how you can make a case for it. Um, but uh, do you think he starts against NYC? No. No. no you uh, think Sterris is back in? He shouldn't. I think that uh, either Sterris or Romney should come in. Uh, to deal with um, David Villa and uh, yeah, Maximilian. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a completely different beast there. Um, but uh, being that it's a narrower field, it might actually uh, benefit the, the the Galaxy defense there where they're not stretched out as far. But we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, so what, before what we I'm get worried into about, the... What I'm worried about with that is that uh, Siani's not used to playing on a baseball stadium and his lines are going to be all all screwed up so i'd rather have an mls guy who's used to that sort of like wacky mls type thing yeah yeah that could be um i just think uh whether it's steros or siani i mean it's very difficult to contain a guy like via um so yeah. i mean they, they regardless of who gets to start they're gonna have their work cut out for them and uh uh this defense and and kitchen are really gonna have to um you know, dig deep to try to stop this very uh, high-powered offense that New York has at home. So, I mean, it, it, it's a tall order for the Galaxy here. But before we start getting into that preview, um, one last thing, because it does affect uh, the next game and probably the, uh, the the game after that as well. Um, our MVP, Alessandrini, suffers an injury. Uh, yeah. Just uh, the, the injury bug hit us again. Not as hard. As uh, it hit Legit, uh, Alessandrini goes down with a uh, a hamstring strain. Um, no word yet, no official word yet from the Galaxy. No surprise there. But I have to imagine that he is not going to be playing uh, against NYCFC. And if I had to take an educated guess, 
I would say he's out for at least until the LAFC game. Uh, I'm sure he'll miss the game against Vancouver. And then I think we get a bye week before we play LAFC on the 31st. I think that's probably the target date that you should be looking at uh, for Alessandrini's return here. But uh, a big blow to the Galaxy. You, you lost your MVP and a guy who, uh, like uh, Boateng did uh, in the first game. It, it's a guy who's going to give you uh, 100% and is a driving force in this offense. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I obviously want Alessandrini to be healthy, but I'm not worried about him missing these first few months. We need him to be fully healthy going into the, you know, August stretch. That's when I want him to be like fully, fully ready to go. So if he has to miss, miss a few uh, weeks in the beginning, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. So, so it's a throwaway is what you're saying. Because Bob, Bobby did, didn't like me saying that last week. Yeah. Um, but um, so let's go ahead and preview that NYCFC game. We, we go into, uh, the, the, I think it's the only time that we play NYCFC. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, I believe. David has them winning uh, the, the Eastern Conference or at least going into the playoffs as a number one seed. Um against a team that is obviously better than last season, but as David said, still uh, trying to find an identity here. Um, I think we should learn quite a bit from the Galaxy um, playing uh, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference on the road. I think that you'll find out what this team is really made of um, in, in this game here. It, it's a very tough game. Um, it, it's a tall order. Um, I... I hope that the Galaxy are up, are up to the challenge here, and I actually believe they are. Yeah, I mean, if you if you listen to our balls and beers, I talk about that game as well. I I, uh, I, 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 I see them. I see them giving up, putting up a fight, and playing and playing really well, playing well enough in New York. But um, we all we all know how difficult New York is, and um, I'm just hoping we get that David Villa where he's on three on one and just decides to. Uh, fluke it did you see that <laughs> no, no no that was that was an incredible defensive play we'll talk about that in our mls recap show um but no not that one there was another one it was three on one he didn't get touched he just i think he, he just he just uh knocked it out the the field i think i, I gotta look at it again but, um i i as as lewis said this is going to be a big test for for them um we'll know we'll know more about this team after they face such a strong opponent, if if they can dig deep and get a point, that's going to tell us a lot about who the 2018 Galaxy are going to be. Um, but I, I think that it's it's maybe a little bit too strong of a test for them uh, so early. Yeah, I have to agree there. I think that uh, the I think if you get a draw here, I think that would be a phenomenal result for the Galaxy. Um, grabbing a point against one of the tougher opponents in the league uh, is always a good thing on the road. Um, I think that as long as you're competitive, uh, don't get blown out, don't get run off the field. I think that uh, the Galaxy has enough offense to make it a game if they're able to finish those chances. Uh, I The question marks come on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you you got to figure that Felcher is going to be tested pretty much throughout the entire season. Eventually, he's going to crack, or at least it seems like he's going to crack. I'm not sure if it's if he hasn't found his footing yet or he hasn't got assimilated to the league, but like I said, you, you can't teach speed. You either have it or you don't. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you have you have guys uh you, you can't teach speed, but you can teach positioning, you can teach right. uh soccer IQ and 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 it's it's too early. It's too early to to make a final judgment on Felcher. We've seen what we've seen in the preseason, but we also saw a very different uh, Michael Ciani in the preseason and compared to compared to what we saw in this first game. So I'm not ready to throw Felcher out with the with the bathwater here. I just think he needs a little bit more time to adjust to to the level of the league, and um, and just kind of get acclimated. I like I said. I I think that he. He's definitely still an upgrade over uh, Rafa Garcia, he, but um, 
he needs to he needs to figure it out fast because this league comes at you fast. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there, and I do think that if maybe this game was played a little bit um, further into the season and not game number two, depending on where we were as far as you know our injuries or our chemistry is, I would probably call it um, a little differently. As of right now, I think NYC wins this game, but um, maybe not. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope it's not going to be a blowout. I think they they, they come away with a victory, maybe two to one, uh, maybe two zero. But um, I think uh, I think the Galaxy can be competitive. Uh, yeah. But I do believe that they, uh, they they fall a little short here, especially as early in the season. And NYC came out pretty strong against Kansas City. Well, look, this is MLS after all. Anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. This is correct. But I have NYC winning in balls and beers, and I don't want to lose that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Well, did you want to give your last thoughts? Uh, I do have one final thought. Uh, guys, I don't know if you've heard about this or not. Robbie Keane, remember him? He has been named the head coach of his Indian Super League team. Uh, Robbie Keane always wanted to, to, to be a coach, and he, he is now doing that. He is player coach. Uh, and he scored a goal in his uh, debut as a manager. Uh, it's a funny thing to say. Uh, little known, little known thing, uh, guys, is his arms have actually also been named assistant coach of that team. <laughs> so, nice. congratulations, Robbie Keane. Lewis. Nope, I got nothing. I think yeah, I talked I'm, enough. This I'm, yeah, I, that's what I, I was wondering if you were going to squeeze anything more <laughs> out of you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Lewis episode 102. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye. Senior commentator. <laughs> and this is Bobby. Later. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.